Welcome to the Truman Charities Podcast. This is Jamie Truman, your host. This podcast is for philanthropists that are actively looking to expand their donor portfolio. The founders and I will be having in-depth conversations about their organization. At the conclusion of each episode, you will be able to make an educated decision on if this organization resonates with you. Welcome to another episode of the Truman Charities Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, the one who started Truman Charities 13 years ago, my husband, Jerry Truman. Hey, Jerry, how are you? Great. How are you doing, Jamie? (laughs) Good. It's weird um, to have you on since we are married, but um, I thought it was really important because what happens is, is during a lot of our events, what I've noticed is people have come up and they want to know why Truman Charities started, what exactly is Truman Charities, and why are you so passionate about it? And we don't have the time to kind of explain it because we're so busy during our event. So I thought this would be a great platform to kind of share everything about Truman Charities, why you started it, what's it about, and kind of where you see it going. Yeah, so, looking forward to it. Yeah. So I think the first things first is what is Truman Charities? So Truman Charities is a group of folks that have a passion for the community and caring for others. And um, it's evolved over the last 13 years to a lot of different things. But now it's at the point where there's a good core group of board members and we throw charity events for different charities and all the money goes to that charity that we choose probably four to maybe five times a year. And then also a caveat to that is the podcasts that come out every two weeks um, that you're doing such a great job with, with yeah. different charities. Ah, Thank you. Yeah, I want to point out that we are 100% volunteer based and 100% of all the money that we make goes directly to the charity that we're hosting the event for. So 13 years ago, how did this come about? When did you think, oh, I should start a charity organization? Well, it was more of an idea that the way I grew up, fortunately, was I had parents that always wanted to help. And they also liked to have parties. So they were always doing stuff to help people, whatever it was, whether it was church related or team related or anybody in need, they were always there to help. And they would always have great parties on the side. So I think I grew up around that, just thought it was normal <laughs> to help people and to have parties. So when Zach was about six, that was the age that my dad had lost his father to leukemia. When my dad turned on his, on my dad's sixth birthday, his dad passed away. And so leukemia was always something, a charity that um, Leukemia Lymphoma Society was always a charity that I wanted to help. And we'd done that monetarily before and done it with some time and effort, but I really thought it would make sense to have a party and just raise money for a light the night walk for Katrine Shorb and, and her crew and Skip and their kids and we did it. We just had a party at, at our house. And unfortunately, um, I had some good friends that could cook and another one that could bartend. And it was just a pass the hat type of thing. And I think we raised, you know, six, maybe $8,000 or something for that charity. So I was like, huh, maybe there's something to this. You know, at first it was just kind of like an idea. And then when you saw how people responded to it, it just kind of gained its, its own momentum. It was pretty, pretty powerful pretty powerful. And it served the purpose. It was to make awareness for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, to get some good people together and to have a good time and raise some money. Now, I want to go back into the first event and go a little bit more into it. So how it's evolved from 
that event to now, we're almost up to $1.5 million that we've raised for several, obviously several different charities. But it's so funny because we've been together 10 years and I've literally never asked you this question, but how does your dad feel about Truman Charities and why it was created? Because it was created in honor to your grandfather and his father. (laughs) Great question. (laughs) My dad's a guy of a few words. He's a lot of action and less words, but proud. I would say him and my mom are proud of the family aspect of it and the friends and they're close friends with a lot of people that have ended up supporting Truman Charities and all their endeavors over the last 13 years. And it's just cool. I mean, I think you'd have to ask him really. I mean, I think again, not being a guy that would get into a deep conversation with you about it, but I think he finds it a way to honor his father and also honor his family. Now, I don't know, and you'll have to tell me this because this is, I mean, like a year or two, I believe, before I met you. So you ran for man of the year for LLS. Now, was that before Truman Charity started or was that kind of during the concept of it? And did you run for man of the year for your grandfather? Yeah, actually. So that came out of having a couple of charity parties. And, um, you know, the Cumulative Society is very good about finding people that this kind of fits their bailiwick, that are people that are personable, they have good connections in the community, and they're willing and they're passionate about the cause. So it kind of clicked all the buttons for them. Of course, I told Beth Gorman no. And then um, I told Beth Gorman yes, who was the runner uh, ran the uh, society at the time. Now it's Rita. But that opened my eyes to a, a lot of different things and a lot of different things that people were doing to help others. And I think it reignited, or not even reignited, it just kind of kept the flame of Truman Charities evolving. We were able to raise, I think, like $140,000 in like 10 or 11 weeks. And that was a group effort. It's always a group effort with all the folks that are involved in Truman Charities. And that's one thing that I'm, I'm pretty proud of is that it's not just it's not just me. It's not just you. It's, you know, it's everybody involved. And, you know, and, uh, and, and that's, that's what makes it go because it's hard to do this on your own for sure. And you got to have people that are passionate about those items and, and those, you know, causes and just wanting to help people, just generally having that passion down deep in your heart that when you have the opportunity to do something, you do it. And that's kind of what Shima Charity is based on. So I want to kind of reiterate. So people that are listening, they don't, some may not know about Man of the Year. So I want to reiterate, you raised $140,000, which is huge, in about 10 to 11 weeks. Now, what is the duration of the time to raise money for this? 10 weeks. Like you guys, you, yeah, I think it's, it might be a little longer now, but it's basically, I think it was like, and I might be wrong because it's been a while, May to like the early June, I'm sorry, April to, to early June, something like that. And, uh, and it's just, uh, it's, it's a campaign basically to raise money. So, and at the time that came in second place <laughs> out of the guys, there's a guy that raised more than that. So it was pretty, pretty cool. I mean, all the people that were part of it, you end up raising over a million dollars with this group of people that were just inspired to, you know, through tragedy, no other way to say it through some, somebody's tragedy that theirs or their families or their friends to move the needle. And, uh, and these folks are passionate about it and, and Camilla Informa Society makes it fun to do it. So it kind of, it all kind of clicked in the same way that I'd envisioned Truman Charities is that it's, we're here to help people, but it's gotta be fun. It's gotta be something that people want to be a part of, not just to help people, but to put a smile on their face, you know, and, and not, not just from the helping perspective, but to meet people with a common goal of helping people 
in a very relaxed, fun atmosphere. I'm not sure it can be any better than that. All right. So let's talk about this first event. Now, you were raising money for Light the Night Walk, correct? Correct. Okay. So tell me about it. So like I said, it was just, it was really, it's about as low key as you can get. It was just come in. There's a bucket there or a hat. I think we had, and you just drop cash, drop check off, give whatever you want. Plenty of food, plenty of music, bartender. And it was, oh, and, a, and my friend's vineyard, uh, Howard O'Brien had, had his wine, I believe at the, at the first event too, and was doing a wine tasting. So it's, um, it's pretty, pretty miraculous that it started that way and raising $8,000. And the last event, I think we just did, we had a Tommy Joe's and I think we raised 40. I'm, I'm not sure the exact number, but somewhere around there, maybe a little more uh, for so what else. So it's pretty wild. It's been a wild ride. <laughs> Tell me a little bit. And I know that a lot of people have come to you and asked you this question a ton of times. Um, so how have you made the events more efficient? Yeah, I think the one thing about like running any charity or trying to help people is that, you know, sometimes people do it and it's just a one off and that's cumbersome as it is. But when you're trying to repeat something and make it, I mean, it it does have some business aspects of it because all the folks on our board, whether it's Julie at Sassy, Julie Schumacher or Don at um, the the Maury um, home team at Compass and real estate agent or Rob at First Home Mortgage or Ashley or or Jamie doing podcasts or, you know what I mean? Doing my job. It's, we all have other jobs and other, you know, things that we have to do and put food on the table for families and stuff like that. So this can't be something that takes an inordinate amount of time. It has to be something that people can bring their talents to the table and be connected and, and communicate clearly and make it scalable and repeatable. So as much as you try to make these things not, <laughs> like a corporation, it does have to run like that from an efficiency standpoint to make it viable in the long run. And I think that's really important for any charity or anybody starting or doing a fundraiser to understand is that, that you know, so we've been doing a lot of them just as one way of, of transitioning from our home, which now has um, three children in it. So it's a little harder to have a hundred person parties at our house like we used to. But Tommy Joe's has been a gracious partner in this and then provided a lot of opportunity and kept costs down for us so we can raise as much money for the charity as possible. And they're very, um, Alan Poerillis and, and Terry and all the folks there are very charity minded and charitable minded. And they like to have a good time too. So it, it all fits well from, from that perspective. So it's something that that's one, one item, but also having the board. I mean, having people that can take on different roles in this um, endeavor, whether it's auction items, whether it's dealing with the food and beverage, dealing whatever it is, it's a good crew of people. And, uh, you know, we tweaked the events a little bit. We had an acoustic guy singing last time. We have a Halloween party coming up, which has been a great success over the last, you know, I think we missed one year because of the pandemic, but I think we've had four or five um, Halloween parties, which are awesome. I mean, it's, it's great stuff. And so it seems that like at all these different things, there's always little people, there's always somebody that wants to help more. But when you have a core group of people that are providing most of the support, it's easy to add on to things and, and makes the flow event work a lot smoother. Yeah, I know when you've spoke with um, other people that are you know running nonprofits or different charity organizations, 
the one thing that I hear you telling them all the time is you can't do everything. So you have to be able to delegate some of that time and find out what people's strengths are and then have them do what their strengths are. Like Julie's fantastic. Obviously, she has a marketing agency. So she's great at making some of our um, our website and all kinds of our materials and things like that. So I want to talk about your favorite event. What was your favorite event that you've done and why? I think our Halloween parties are the best. I mean, it really hits at all the aspects. One, Chip, who does all the decorating, uh, has been a friend for a long time and was having Halloween parties. So he graciously stepped in when I asked him. I said, look, this is we're going to start doing Halloween parties. Would you like to do the decorations? And bam. And he puts on like, I mean, literally a true like a once in a lifetime Halloween party that you would go to and be like, wow. But he does it every year. And the, the Knights of Columbus, you know, at Rock Creek Mansion has been a, a viable partner in the past. And so has Tommy Chose, that these guys are willing to, you know, work with us to be able to put these events on. And then you see all the work behind the scenes. And then you see at the event how great it is and how much people love it. I mean, it's and then everybody likes dress. I mean, most people that come to Halloween like dressing as a costume. So, you know, we give out great prizes. You know, that's one thing at the core of it that I would say you know, for anybody doing a charity event, make sure people want to come back. And whether that's because of the costumes or that's because of Scotty's vodka, or that's because of um, the prizes that they had, they have the chance of winning. But I always feel like there's got to be an add on to just wanting to help a charity um, because everybody's asking for help. There's so much need out there. And, and there's a lot of people that step up to the plate, especially in this community that, that do that. So you want to make it just a, a little a little more over the top, I guess you could say, to give them that feeling of um, enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Now, for anyone that is listening to this and would like to get involved somehow, how can they? Well, I think I'm going to let you answer that, Jamie. (laughs) What's the best (laughs) way for them? (laughs) Yeah, I guess I kind of know. (laughs) Yeah, why don't you answer that one? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, you would email me basically at info at Truman Charities and just let me know how you would like to get involved, but also following us on Instagram, which is at Jamie underscore Truman Charities or Facebook at Truman Charities and just sharing our content with other people, letting them know exactly what we're doing and getting on our email list is huge. I just sent out an email yesterday because um, our middle child who is going to be turning six is going to be doing a triathlon for just trying it. So we're getting a, what is it? A pizza or what is it? Wood fire pizza? Yeah, Marazzi pizza. Marazzi pizza. Yeah. And then we're going to have slushies for kids and people stopping by and donating. So we have a lot of fun stuff too in between our events, our large events and that people can always get involved in. And then also, you know, my podcast. I do that. Listen to this, and you're going to learn about all kinds of different charities within the DMV area um, that need help as well. Let me add something to that about what you just said about the podcast. And, you know, the one thing, one, when you started doing a podcast, I'm not sure I even knew what a podcast was. So I've educated myself. I've educated myself on that, which is always good. But I also want to say this that um, I had lunch with a couple yesterday. And they have a they have a child that has um, what they call an orphan disease. So child has a disease that cures probably out there, but there's just not enough people, not enough kids with it that the pharmaceutical companies will get behind it. So they kind of came to me and had lunch and were asking me like, what what are some ideas that we could help with? And I said, you know, 
honestly, there's three people that I know that could help you. And I named the three folks that I thought that could help them in that endeavor to kind of get this ball rolling for them and, and get it focused and make the most use of the time because obviously they both work. They have kids to raise, you know, time and just like for anybody else, you know, time and um, how your time spent is important. But all three of the people have done podcasts with you in the last three years. I mean, the last year, all three of them have done a podcast in the last year. So they're going to send me, you know, a kind of a little thing about it. And I'm going to connect them with all three people. And these, this is what I think the essence of Truman Cherry is about. It's, you know, we call it a community of caring, but it really is. And when you have those resources or people that can help people that are truly in need, that's something that's important to me. And that's something that's important for our family and our friends. And I think, I think they all recognize that. And I think that from what I see at the parties, they want to be a part of it. And I think that when you can kind of create that culture, that that's what life's about. How do you see Truman Charities in the future? Well, I mean, I think this podcast has kind of taken us to the future. It's been able to help us reach, just like I said, reach a lot more people. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all for a party and (laughs) having a good time and raising money for charity. And that's great that we're able to do that four times a year, but there's only so much, there's only so many parties you can have, right? And there's only so many times you can do it per year. But the podcast is a way to reach out and help people without a party or with a party, you know, it can be an add-on. It doesn't, it's a way of connecting this group of people that care in a much more bigger space with a much more wider group of um, caring. I mean, that's really what it, what it comes down to. And I think, you know, in the next 10 years, what I hope that it would evolve into is people that are involved, their kids are involved and our kids are involved. And it's something that can continue you know, evolving. I mean, the one cool thing that I, I mean, there's a lot of cool things that I've seen over the last 13 years, but the fact is that some of the folks that started Truman Charities with me have started their own charity, which is great. I mean, that's the whole point. Or some people that have been on, that have helped been great supporters are on the board of other charities that we've participated in, or they're out volunteering for these other charities, whether it's So What Else or Kind, or, you know, any of these charities that are out there um, that have need the people that we've been involved with are out there realizing a need and then finding what they're good at or what they enjoy doing and turning it into something good for that charity. And I think that's something that, that makes me smile. And I guess that would probably make my dad smile too. So (laughs) he would back to that earlier question that I'm still thinking about. What does my dad think? And my mom, I think they enjoy that too. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you think you'd like to discuss still? You know, I think that that conversation that I just mentioned that I had that, you know, with the, with the couple at lunch yesterday, I think that's important. Like if you need help or you're looking for some questions or you're running into some brick walls and trying to help people, we're a conduit to help. So if you're looking for it and you want to help, email Jamie, info at TrumanCharities.com. I mean, we're, we're here to find a way for you to help. And like I said, whether it's with the charity directly that we might be involved with or helping Truman Charities at an event or donating, whatever it is, time, effort, energy, money, whatever. We're here to help. 
Well, thank you so much, Sherry. I know you're so busy. So thanks for, <laughs> thanks for coming on and explaining it because honestly, there's so many people that have asked these questions and you know, we haven't had you know the time to sit down and explain this. So this is kind of, I thought it'd be the perfect platform um, for people to be able to listen, to know a little bit more in depth about your background and exactly why you're so passionate about it and now about you know how it's evolved and we have a, a wonderful amount of board members. And if people love this podcast, because I love it and I've spent a lot of time on it, um, please make sure to subscribe and rate and review because that is how more people learn about our organization and about all of the charities that we're, we are featuring on our podcast. So well, thank you so much. Well, thank you, Jamie, for, um, for having me on. And thank you for moving the needle for not just our family, but for Truman Charities. <laughs> all right. Bye, Jer. See you. Love you. <laughs> Love you. If you would like to learn more about our organization, please follow us on Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities or check out our website, TrumanCharities.com. I hope you enjoyed listening and hearing stories of selflessness and caring. Thank you so much. And I see you next time.